What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the No Notes Podcast, episode 68. We hope you guys enjoyed our last episode when we had Liam Lynch, good friend of ours as a guest. He was a is a former track and cross-country runner for jury. He's going to Kansas Medical School now. Great interview. Hope you check that out. Hope you saw the Instagram picture of Liam and I from 2015. Awesome picture. Uh, that's all on our Instagram. So thank you if you listened to that. But we're going to go back to a little bit now of what Matt and I are good at and what this kind of um, niche of the podcast is, and that's talking about sports. And Matt picked the topics for today, and we're going to go over the MLB Home Run Derby. Uh, maybe a little bit more all-star stuff. I, I think Matt really just wants to talk about the home run derby. And then we're going to talk about NBA free agency. Um, we have good signings, bad signings, then good trades and bad trades. You got a couple each. I'm going to go over that. Maybe rumors. You never know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. However Matt wants to take it. You know, I'm just – I'm. He, he told me what he told me. I, I took my my thoughts on what he said. So, it's really whatever he wants to do, I'm ready. Um so yeah, we this, this should be a good episode, and I actually have a little surprise for you, Matt. This is something that you are not expecting. It's definitely different from um, stuff we've done before, but we have a certain someone is going to hop on real quick and talk about the home run derby with us. Uh, I kind of just thought of this on the spot. Um, an MOB fan, you could say. I don't think you've talked to him on the podcast before, at least on this. You've talked to him on Fantasy Boys. Do you think you know who I'm thinking of? It's called Sam. Is it Sam? It might be. Because if it is Sam, he and I did an episode together already. Oh, did you? Just you two? Yeah. Him and I did one. I know that. But anyway, sure? Sam anyway. should be joining any second now. Oh. Um I gave him a cue. He's going to talk about the home run derby with us. Uh, give me a little bit of help as well, you know, because let's be honest, I'm not a big baseball guy. So can't say my, I did watch the highlights. I, I did research. I watched the highlights. So at least I have some idea of what happened. But Matt, if you want to go ahead and start while Sam hopefully joins in, um, go ahead. Give us, give us what you had to say about it because this is your topic. Yeah. So. All right. So. I personally enjoyed the home run derby probably like the most out of all the MLB stuff. Like I don't even really watch the world series, like, but I watch, I religiously watched the home run derby. Like, right. I think I've watched it the past 10 or 11 years. Obviously I didn't on my mission because you know, I wasn't there. Um, but I really liked the field they had this year they had some big names like Pete Alonzo, Ronald Acuna Jr., Juan Soto, um, as well as some like kind of new guys uh, like Rodriguez, the rookie. Um, that was pretty cool. Don't um, forget the OG. Oh, Sam's gonna be excited to talk about him. <laughs> had Albert Pujols in the game, so that was fun. Then you had an old cubby in Kyle Schwarber. Um, I believe that's like seven of the eight I've already mentioned. Um, and you you oh, also and, Jose Ramirez, uh, Corey Seager. Oh, and Corey Seager and Jose Ramirez. Yeah, so those are all the guys. Um, Good for field. Me, Good field. I don't know. I kind of liked my, my three that I really liked was um, like even before it started was Soto, 
Alonzo and Corey Seager. I liked all those guys. <laughs> um, but what I found is during the game or during the home run derby, I ended up um, I ended up like just really liking the Rodriguez guy on the one from the Mariners. I thought that was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it was a really fun time. I think there's, I don't know, the pools thing kind of got me a little bit. I was like, so? bro, like, I, I don't know if you can like throw a home run derby. And I, and I don't think Kyle Schwarber was trying to throw, but like, come on, only like 13 home runs. Like you only have to beat 13 and then you tie him. Right. <laughs> you lose. right, right, right. So it's like, what? I remember uh, watching the highlights. It looked like Pujols was struggling a little bit to get him out of there. They were short home runs for the most oh, part, I felt like. Oh, he was. Just, just looked like a little struggle, struggle there. Yeah, he was, he was on the struggle, on the struggle bus. bus, bro. But he made the top four. So I don't know, man. Can we really complain <laughs> about his performance? Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that what you have to say? Or you got anything else? No, I also liked. Um, I did like how in the final, because I'm, I'm pretty sure people watch it. If not, like, you know, here you go. In the final, I did like how it was Rodriguez and Soto, like two young guys. It just kind of shows you, like, kind of where the league is going and kind of who's, you know, who's up and coming, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought Corey Seager did a great job. I mean, he got, what, 24 or 25 in the first round, but he lost because Rodriguez got 31. It was like. Right. And that was the second highest total of the whole round. Right. So really, it, it just really it, it just shows me like, you know, it's like that March Madness thing. Right. You know, you can have two really good guys paired up against each other, like it's just really good teams. And you have like a one versus eight seed. The one plays terrible. The eight plays terrible. But somehow the one seed plays level the eight seed and they just go through. Right. So, right. right. You know, you. and that's why, like, I don't know, to me, I feel like Juan Soto kind of had an easy route to the hmm. championship. I mean, Jose Ramirez had 14. Right. I believe or 15. And then Albert Pujols, I think, had 16 or 17, which was at least better, but still not great. And then the final round, Soto won it. Um, but Rodriguez didn't really hit very well. After hitting 31 each, granted, the time slot is, you know, it's cut down by a minute. It's only two minute the final. Um, yeah. But still, though, like, well, then there's like that extra time thing, too, which I guess is based off if you hit a home run far enough, I believe, right? 440 feet. If you hit two 440 feet plus home runs, you get an extra 30 seconds onto the bonus time. How do you get a minute? Because I saw, I know, I remember watching when I was watching highlights. It's oh, oh, 230. If you hit one, is it only 130 or is there no? Even if you don't hit any, you still get 30. Oh, you get 30 extra seconds, anyways. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to, just to have, I guess. So, I get yeah. just why it's like if it's if it's already a bonus thirty, why don't you just say the hitting is three thirty? Right. But whatever. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever. But let me just say, um, well, the, I think the MLB. This is the only All Star event besides the game, right? There's nothing. Yes. Like... Which I, I think there should be more than just that. But, but that's my anyways. Opinion. All I know is that the MLB, this is a lot better than what the NBA does on All-Star Weekend in terms of a competition that attracts 
popularity and attracts really good players in it. Cause you know, you listed the field, right? Those eight yeah. guys are stars. You know, you go to the NBA slam dunk contest, for example, you don't really get anyone, you know, uh, three point contest. Sometimes you get a couple names in there and which, which is why the three point contest is probably the best all-star event, but you know, it doesn't match the magnitude of the home run derby in the MLB. Um, it is a very big event and it's really looked forward to by fans and it's just, it's so simple, you know, at the same time. Um, so shout out to MLB for having that event uh, on All-Star Weekend. They do a really good job with that. So that's one thing. And like I said, I, you, you can just tell it's a good event by the attraction of players that were competing in it. You know, like you got some big names. And so just, yeah, I, that's, I want to say that first. Um, in terms of the actual event, I will say that I didn't realize, I, you know, because I haven't really watched these guys. And, you know, the home run derby is, you know, obviously they get easy pitches. But, like, some of the swings of these guys, like Juan Soto has a beautiful swing. I never oh, – he just – he cracks awesome them, swing. man. Awesome swing. I, I just love his – and I don't know. I, I was most impressed by his swing out of everyone there, personally. I just thought it was the cleanest. I, mean, I don't know if that means it's the best, but I, I thought – I, I like I like Rodriguez. Just because he landed, he put all his power in and was on the front foot. Yeah. But Juan Soto, he was on the back foot. Right. But super clean, though. Like, wow. You know? like Yeah, wow. to, the, to the eye test, Juan Soto was my personal favorite um, when I was watching the, the highlights. But I, I think what a lot of people – I mean, I think MLB fans would realize this, but I, I think casual fans don't realize how fatiguing it is to be in the home run derby to swing that many times with that much power is actually a lot harder than it looks. And I don't think people realize how much strategy is actually involved, where you want your pitch, how are you going to put, you know, weight on your front foot or back foot? Where do you get more power? You know, are you shooting for, you know, I, I'm sure most of them are shooting for their, you know, side. Like uh, if you're right, you're shooting for the left field because obviously you can get a quicker swing, probably more power. It's hard to hit opposite home runs but there's a lot more strategy involved with it too your pitcher you know um a lot of them were maybe i know some of them were like the dad of the player and i don't know the others maybe like team like maybe their favorite bp pitching coach you know i don't know but like the pitcher too is important and they probably you know they worked on this they practiced where they want the pitches so i don't think people realize how much more complex the home run derby really is which is something i didn't really think about until I was watching the highlights and the announcers were making those points and I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, that's right. And also swinging that many times, you know, especially when it's the three minute rounds um, and then you get bonus time, maybe a minute. Uh, it's a lot. So that, that was really cool in terms of the actual event. Um, obviously I, I, this is what I, and I don't know where Sam is. He was supposed to join like 10 minutes ago. I don't know where he is. Hopefully he comes in here. This is what I, was talking with him about personally. And, and you brought this up when you brought up how Rodriguez, you know, kind of, you know, maybe got robbed. Um, I'm not a big fan of the format. I, I'm not a big fan of the format. I don't like the tournament style where it's the matchups because you get a huge advantage if you go second, because if you go first, you have to go the whole way because you don't know what they're going to get. And if you go second, if you can pass that, you can, I, this happened a couple of times in a few of the rounds when you pass them, you just get to stop with 30 seconds left, 40 seconds left. You only have to do your bonus time. You get to, you know, rest. And as I mentioned, it's a lot more fatiguing 
than people realize. And so Rodriguez had to go first every time. Right. And so he was hacking away, hacking away, hacking away. And yeah, he, you know, he, cause he had to, cause you don't know what the second person is going to get, but if you're the second person and you know, what's his face, Ramirez 14, you know, and Soto, and once he hit 15, he got to stop with like 40 seconds left. You don't have to hit anymore. That's a big flaw. And I know there's obviously the seating aspect, which I asked Sam about. He said it's like a committee that decides that he thinks. I don't know. They, they probably know more than us. And so obviously it makes sense to have an advantage. Well, it's a committee, but also it goes off of like actual stats too. Like Schwarber right. was in because he has the most home runs. Okay, in that's, why, that's why I figured. So it makes yeah. sense that you have an advantage, obviously, um, to a degree. But I, I think it's too big of an advantage. Um, and so I, I just uh, – that's something that I took away from. I know it's – I think it's really good for the appeal in terms of the excitement and all. But I think in terms of if you're actually competing in it, I think it's a little unfair in that regard. And, you know, like Rodriguez, who had way more home runs than anyone else easily, and he doesn't, you know, win because – of the setup and it's just like Juan Soto just kind of breezed by got enough in the finals and he won you know so I it's just kind of good to where they used to where it was you start with eight that's exactly what it you cut it down to five. Oh, I thought it was four but I would say cut down to five and then cut it down to three so that way you at least have three I was personally just gonna go eight and then four and then that's it I don't even think there should be oh, a third eight round four? I don't that even think there should be a third eight. round personally um yeah. I know the length might not be as long, but like it's still going to be a long thing, event, you know. Yeah. And I think what happens is I think from the first round stats, whoever gets first gets to choose their position. That's what I think. Right. And I, I'm pretty sure you, you probably go last because then you can. And that's the thing. I, I think you would uh, probably go, it'd probably just go one eight and then like the AC would go first and it'd go down because. Yeah. It's you almost sort of like it's almost sort of like what the uh, three point competition is, right? Because obviously, you know, you still get a little bit of an advantage if you're the high seats, knowing that oh, if I've already passed four people, especially if you're going last, you don't have to hit anymore if there's twenty seconds left. So there's still a little bit of an advantage of the same magnitude, but it's not as big as just going head to head with someone. Well, and you can just but, but also too, you got to think too, right? Let's say you know, okay, I'm top four. Right. But it's where do I want to be top four? Do I want to go last, you know, yeah, exactly. last round? Or do I just say, whatever, be- save myself and then yeah, save it? Right? Because I, I was going to say, that's a good idea. That's what I was going to say. I, I was going to bring up based on how you place in the top four of the first round, that's the seed for the next round. It's not if you're the number one overall seed and you squeak in at four, you're the one seed still. You got to hit first because yeah. then it adds more strategy and it adds not being able to quit early. Because no one's going to want to – and you might still if you're the ones or high seed and you're like, oh, I'm in third, fourth, I'll just stick with it. That's up to you. But it makes – you know, most likely you're going to go for the, the top seed every time. And then from there, just the top four, just to duke it out final, you know. Um, that's what I would change. I think everything else is fine. I think the time aspect is good. It, it helps the rhythm better than just like a set amount of balls, like we sports style, you know, <laughs> when you only get 10 <laughs> balls. Um I think time is better. Um, so if they made that change, I think it'd be a lot. I still think it'd have the excitement, but it would be still appealing as, uh, or it'd be better for the, the players, more fair in my opinion. And so if they did that, I think it'd be pretty good. I, the extra time stuff is fine. I don't really have a problem with that. That's whatever. Cause I mean, that makes sense. If you hit it real far a couple times, you can have an extra, yeah. extra minute. So 
it makes people, you know, want to hit him further. It makes the guys want to hit it further. So, but yeah, that means like Corey Seager would have been able to get in the next round, would have been in the finals, you know, but instead he had to go up against that kind of event. I just don't think it's good tournament style. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I don't like that either. Cause like no. I said, Corey Seager hits 25, 26 and gets out. It's like, why it's can't, just, no, it's like, what? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I think it should just be, they all go and then it cuts it down to four. I think four and then that's it. You could do five and, and three like you did suggested. Um, I don't know exactly. That'd be a test to see, but. But that would be kind of weird to just go eight to five and then only to three, you know, but yeah. I don't or you go 16 to 8 to 4. <laughs> That's too many. Um, I don't know, 8 to 4. I, I think it'd still be good. I think 8 to 4 is fine because then you get – I don't know. Like, I think that's good. And then instead – I mean, to me, almost like the last – like, I was fine with the home run derby up until probably about almost to the championship round. I was just like, ugh, okay. Like, because it just takes so long, you know? Right. Yeah. But I like your idea. I think it's a good idea. I think we should propose it to the MLB. Hey, maybe they'll sponsor us. Maybe. Well, like, you, like you said, based on how you place, that's your seat for the next round for the finals. So then you got to be like, well, I want to go for first. And if you're like, you know, the one seed and you're, you're clinched, it's like, well, might as well go for first, right? So they'll keep going yeah. the whole way. People won't. Yeah. You have that advantage of knowing what you got to get to, though, you know, because going first, you're exactly you're kind you know of throw, you you're deer you're deer in the headlights you know you yeah, don't know what you gotta exactly. get you just gotta get as exactly. high as you can but if you're like last it. that's you know you still know what you gotta get but you're still a deer in the headlights because you've got to get there but at least you know so there's the advantage of it still so i think that's really fair and i think we should propose that and maybe we'll get rich i don't know maybe. i i think it's i think it would fit pretty well oh there he is sam cook is here the special guest. I didn't. I didn't see your message till now. So, oh. I'm glad you joined right as we're wrapping up the home run derby. Yeah, I messaged Sam at five twenty-five to Wait, join, uh, and it's five forty-two. Yeah, give me a second too. I can't hear you guys very well. Well, anyways, uh, we'll let Sam get his his fill on the home run derby, and he's obviously a big Cardinals fan. He was on the pod with me for an episode and so we talked about baseball when he was here did you do an episode with matt sam because he said you did just you two uh i don't know maybe i don't remember you guys doing that but thought we did if not it was martin you're going with martin i know that then maybe not sam maybe it was martin well sam is sam is a, a big member of the fantasy boys chat which will be coming up in like a month by the way just saying that's coming up pretty soon um nfl draft so. soon ish yeah we, we we can wait a little bit that's coming up no, no because i'll be i'll be gone when you come back 29 we can draft like right after then anyways okay. enough of, enough of yeah. that, yeah. that, that that's that's a discussion think, for another day yeah i think last season too we drafted the very last minute so we, we drafted well, like I, the week before so then you know who's kind of where everyone is well, and i and i and i think sam wants me to probably auto draft at some point probably <laughs> Probably well, like, since we waited so long, we, we got to see, you know, because J.K. had gotten hurt that last week. Like JK That's Robbins. true. And so did uh, Travis Etienne. If they weren't hurt and someone drafted him, uh, if we did a week before, then we would have been like, well, that already sucks. Anyways, um, so, Sam, we talked about the home run derby. Uh, it sucks you joined a little late. Um, you missed out on what all we said. So you probably don't know what you want to say right now. But 
Matt and I basically, we'll, we'll tell you the rundown. Um, and you can give us your thoughts on the actual competition. But you know how you and I talked a little bit about changing the home run derby to a degree? Yeah. We yeah. basically said it should be eight batters. I kind of mentioned this to you, just the first round, you know, it's all of them. And, you know, if you're the one seed or whatever, you probably go last. And, you so know, eight to one. Yeah, probably. Uh, but you could pick, you know, but I'm sure it'd just be eight to one. But basically the top four move on. And based on how you place in the top four, uh, that's the seed for the next round, the final. So even if you're like the one seed and, you know, you've clinched a top four spot, you could still go for like number two or three to have a better position. And that's what we think, because I think it would eliminate a lot of the problems we had, which I talked with Matt about uh, the tournament style. When you go second, you have a big advantage because you can quit early, depending on how the first person does. And so you can save energy because the home run derby is a lot more exhausting. Um, but if you're the first batter, you obviously have to go the whole timer because you don't know what the second person's going to get. So that eliminates that for the most part. And just, you know, like Corey Seager was a good example. Hitting 24 round one was second highest. He got out immediately. He wouldn't have if it was our format. So mm. that, that's basically what we, we propose. So what do you think about that? Right, were you on the same boat as us? You said you had some thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a good start at least. I also feel I like the idea that everyone is kind of pulled together and you match up with everyone's like home run totals against everyone else's. But I also think at that point, there isn't really a need for seeding. Like I, I'm pretty sure like MLB, like the players association, like invites people to play. And I think at that point, they could just be a pool and not everyone is seated. They could just randomly go. Randomly go. Yeah, they could just take like a I don't pull your know. name out, pull your name out of the hat, and you got to go. I mean, I'm yeah, down exactly. for that. That add more randomness to it. Exactly, Definitely. pull your name out of a hat. That'd be kind of <laughs> exciting. Like they don't even know how they're lining yeah, up. Exactly. No, you could also you could also take it a step further, and everyone could just be going at the same time. So you just <laughs> be people batting practice. You need a lot of. Uh, uh that mm, i don't know about that you need a lot of like you track of the balls of which is who well you need <laughs> you need some really good ai to track the you know because you can't obviously have eight fields um so right. you'd, they'd be in like cages or something you need good ai to track how far the ball is going to go and if it will be a home run that sounds pretty advanced i will say that maybe in yeah. 10 years i don't know like it, it sounds like it would be fun though definitely well then again it would end well it wouldn't end quick but it would end a lot faster if you know what I mean. Cause if they all go at once, then yeah. that's done in four minutes or th three minutes, but that mm. would be cool. Cause then you don't know how everyone's doing. You got to see what you do at the end. Do you agree though, that this system is kind of flawed right now in terms of not like yeah. for a fan viewership. Cause I think it's probably more exciting than our proposal, but like for the players who are competing, you know, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think it's very fun for anyone, really. Like, right. The only person I'd say that's kind of ben benefiting from how they're playing right now are, like, the, the dads or, like, anyone else that, that pitches to them, <laughs> even though that's pretty, like, flawed of a system, too, though. You, yeah, Sam brought up he thinks everyone should have the same pitcher. What do you think about that, Matt? I think it's, I think you seem to hit the balls. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, granted, you can have the same pitcher, but I mean, I don't know. Like, think about it. 
Because, I, I mean, people who play at Colorado and they hit home runs, like let's say they play, you know, 81 games in their home stadium, do those records not count? Like let's say Barry Bonds played there, right? And he had the home run record, right? Would we say, oh, we can't count that because he didn't play. He played more games in the high altitude compared to like, you know, San Fran right at sea level, right? I just think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of anomalies. There's a lot of variables that can happen. I think as long as you have a pitcher who knows you and not random, I think if you really wanted to make it kind of like really like random, then just assign everyone just a random pitcher that's never pitched to them and you just go for it. But I don't think you want to see so. I mean, I was going to – I guess you can explain your reasoning, Sam, as to why you think that's true. But, like, the proposal of if if it's a random – you go up randomly, that kind of take that away because, like, you wouldn't have to – you wouldn't really get the – maybe, like, be able to practice as well to prepare for that. I mean, you can just – of course, you know, when they have their own pitcher, they kind of know their sweet spots. But, you know, it's still like, oh, I got to go right now. It's just like, oh, you know, and the pitcher's got to go – right now you know so it makes it at least a little more um not as like set when you know if you're going you already know the lineup and you know you're going second or whatever so you can kind of you know but what is your reasoning for that that they they could really do a lot of things with the with the pitchers like kind of what matt was talking about it'd be pretty funny if like the opposing person that they're they're batting against chooses who pitches to them or anything (laughs) like that (laughs) My uh, my main idea for what would be best, though, um, it it would probably be pretty boring for like a casual person to watch that's just tuning in. But what would be most fair, I think, is just to have like a regular pitching machine set up and like they could have it to one setting and batters could even like change their preferences to like say if they want to have it thrown faster and farther away, maybe they could do that. Just so there isn't like um, a chance if the pitcher kind of sucks. Like for example, Kyle Schwarber had no business <laughs> losing to Albert Pools in the home run derby. Um, his the only reason. Well, I'm a I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. I'll say that, but I really do believe the only reason why Pools scraped by him it was cool to see. But um, Kyle Schwarber's pitcher was throwing like knuckle balls to him half the time. So you can really get like a good yeah. feel on a swing, you know. So it it makes a big difference with like the kind of bad pitches that people might see. A pitching machine would be the most fair, but I think it'd have to be one setting and one setting all for every yeah. batter. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you had random pitchers, I think that's, that's another thing: the importance of your pitcher. Because if you had a random pitcher or a, ran- a pitching machine, how many less home runs would everyone hit, you think? You know, would people I, even I think, get past 15? I don't know. Yeah, no. Well, I, uh, hitters would definitely be able to practice a bit better. Like, um, with the pitching machine, obviously, it's not going to be perfect. But at least you can practice more off of, like, what's exactly going to happen or at least really close to what's going to happen. So I feel like batters would hit more home runs that way. But I guess it would, it would be automatic, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it would be almost automatic. But uh, I just think it'd be a little bit less exciting for like, people that are watching that aren't, like, super glued into the game. I mean, to be fair, if they're whacking home run after home run, if they know that the, the ball's coming, you know, in the same spot every time and they're just whacking it, you know, in their sweet spot, it might be actually more entertaining because then people will be hitting 30s. Maybe, like, uh, yeah. Rodriguez did, you know. That, oh, yeah, that'd be a cool thing to test out, definitely. 
I think you could be right about where. I don't know. That's that's obviously tough though. Um, with the pitching machine, uh, because like mm-hmm. if it's what they have it set to a spot they want it and it's not going in that spot. I mean, I guess you have the timeout, right? But what if you're trying to like fix yeah. it? That'd be a whole hassle, you know. It's oh, like, yeah. well, maybe they can still elect like their dad to like fix the pitching machine if it breaks or something. <laughs> still, still let them do something. It's like backyard baseball. Yeah, exactly. Bat- batting practice, you'd have the pitching machine. That that, or I was thinking of that mini game in Mario Baseball where it's just like a home run derby. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, know what you're about. I, I do want to bring up one thing where you know uh, before you you head out, Sam. Um, unless and like you can give your thoughts as well on just the home run derby. But the last thing I want to say is when Matt and I were talking about it, and you just brought up you think Pujols had no business winning. Matt was like. I don't know. I don't want to accuse Schwarber of thrilling, but yeah, it, it was definitely it was definitely like a lot of people were saying that when the home derby was happening too. <laughs> I I really think I really don't think Pujols should have won. To be completely fair, but Schwarber's pitcher did kind of suck, and he, he sold for him definitely. Like I was watching it as it was happening, and he was throwing pitches all over the zone, like. I couldn't imagine being a guy like Schwarber trying to be able to time his hitting and adjust to that, like within like half seconds, like split seconds. So it was the minute, uh, like bad off, right? Were they tied at fourteen? Um, no, 13. I, thirteen. Yeah, was yeah that low. Sure to be fair, Pujols did come up clutch and hit six home runs in that seven overtime. Oh, seven. Yeah. So yeah. to be fair, he did step up and. Schwarber ended up hitting six, but yeah, because he lost been, by one. Counted five on mm-hmm. the broadcast, but yeah. But also, I heard a conspiracy that uh, when you look at it, Pujols' last home run was after the time had expired and after and before <laughs> the ball was already out of the pitcher's hand. So therefore, so got away with one. So you're saying so the, if the ball's out of the hand of the pitcher, even then it counts. It counts. Okay, I was actually but, worried about that. But looking back at the tape. As they say, Ooh. the pitcher got the ball in his hand when it hit zero. So I, I think some, I think there was some a little LA love for Pujols. I can tell you that much. I mean, there probably there probably was a little bit, but I could also excuse that as um, ESPN being the host and they were mm-hmm. uh, they were in charge of like broadcasting and officiating and everything like that. Uh, I'll just say I'm not a fan of ESPN at all. They did a terrible job broadcasting that, so they probably didn't even. They didn't even care at the time, probably. All I know is they need to get uh, baseball on TNT with Chuck. and. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. People were calling for that, too. I think that would be a lot of fun. All I'm saying is it, it definitely looked like our pool host was, was struggling to get those balls out. So I'm surprised they even beat Schwarber. Yeah. I mean, 13 or 12 or whatever is not very good anyways. Oh, so definitely. The, the yeah. fact he tied. I don't know, I, but I could just tell when he was swinging. Obviously, I like I said, I talked with Matt. The home run derby is a lot more exhausting than I think people realize. Having to swing that tired, bro. swinging that Pujols hard, that so yeah. Tired. You saw the young guys; they were doing well. Pujols was—you could tell he was Struggling. getting gassed pretty hey, quick. Still, though, I couldn't even hit one of those that far. So, I mean, hey, good, oh, yeah. like congrats and good for him. You know, I'm not yeah, saying he's a player, just exactly. I'm, you know, I'm still pretty proud of the guy. Yeah, compared, compared, compared to his competition, compared to his yeah, competition, compared to yeah. competition, you could tell he probably shouldn't have been there. But 
Whoa. I think it, I think it might have been rigged, honestly, that we'll have him win the first round. But I don't know, man. Hey, it's kept the views, man. Shorber Shor- Shor- knew to throw, man. I, I mean, he, blamed I on the, he blamed on the pitcher, though, like not, a, not himself. <laughs> Shor- I mean, he definitely could have done a better job. Um, I think Pujols getting invited to the home run derby was just good for baseball, though. Right. right. He brings a lot of um, Dominican – like viewership and right, I think he's pretty famous down there along with that. Um, I think there's bad bunny that came in. It's just, I, yeah. I, he's not, he's not random, but to me, he's random. I've never heard of him before, but he's, Bro, like, he's a Spanish singer. Really, yeah. Like a Spanish. Like all, down there. Yeah, country, all the Latin country. people love bad bunny and granted some of his songs are pretty catchy, even though I have no idea what they're yeah. saying. They are pretty good. Not going to lie. Right. So that, that was good, yeah. All right, Sam, you got three minutes because Matt and I are definitely going to be over time. Uh, just tell us your thoughts overall about the Home Run Derby in, in three, two to three minutes. Okay. Um, well, I'll preface this by saying I watched it all as it happened. Um, it was good, I guess. It was a little bit underwhelming. And, but really? I, I know I'm putting I know I'm putting the blame on a lot of different things, but – I really do think ESPN didn't do a good job of like broadcasting the Horn Derby. They brought a lot of cool things in, but it was still not that exciting, especially compared to like years in the past. But I think it also has to do with the game. Um, I think the worst part of the actual Home Run Derby is like the time system. People are just kind of standing around waiting for like the time to count down and how many homers people can hit. But it was still fun to watch, though. So, um was really happy to see Pujols got invited and he balled out 40, 42 year old man, man. He's, he's doing better than us. Us <laughs> grown 20 year olds. It's crazy. But I mean, future hall of famer. So yeah. He should oh, yeah, do better exactly. than us. <laughs> it, hopefully. But yeah, no, he, it's, it's pretty cool to watch. Hopefully they do make some changes on the future and um, yeah, it'll be good for the game if they do. Yeah, and let me just say, um, we tried a home run derby once. I think Matt was here, too, when he was in town one of these times, at, you know, Stone mm-hmm. Meadow Classic. We tried our own home run derby, and I swear, like, no one hit a, hit one out. Yeah. So, we oh, can't yeah, really yeah. talk. Yeah, I remember We that. struggled. People were hitting liners, but we didn't have enough, like, balls. We'd have to go chase them down. It took way too long. It just wasn't, yeah. wasn't good. Didn't yeah. I hit one out or no? No, you didn't. I mean, you might have hit it out on a roll, but it wasn't in the air, so it doesn't count. Because there's no fence, you know, so that doesn't count. Still who went out on you, though, Charles. <laughs> I remember you crushed one on Paul once. Paul Parrish started to bring him up sophomore year. Uh, I crushed one on one. Paul, and I crushed one on you. Yeah, you probably did. I've, I've hit a good amount of homers there. That's all I'll say. And yeah, Charles, Charles has scorched me a few times <laughs> when I pitched to him. I'm, I love it up in the zone. That's where I get my I th- power. Oh, yeah. I, I throw a bunch of bean balls to you. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> hey, I, I told you, Sam, we got to get back on that diamond soon. Maybe we can ask Mark. Bro, and instead of, doing, uh, instead of doing a real baseball one, we should do a wiffle ball home run derby. Oh, man, that's wiffle, that'd be yeah, hard. Yeah, wiffle ball would be pretty fun, too. Um, well, but here's the thing. You're not trying to pitch. Remember, you, you just pitch it straight to him. You're not, you're not going to. Yeah, it's just yeah. it depends on how far. We, we'd have to hopefully gauge it at the right distance because it's, it's hard to hit wiffle balls far. Oh, that's well, that's, that's uh, you're not hitting them 200 feet. You do it like, you know, what the. 50. Well, yeah, do what the. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there's a pro league. There's a pro football league. Just look up the little dimensions and boom, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, um, 
So one more thing I'll one more thing I'll say. Matt brings up a good point. Um, I think wiffle ball is pretty fun too, and it really it's really a lot more beneficial to actual baseball because the the equipment like you don't have to worry about anything really. Yeah. Like whenever we try to gather everyone together and play baseball, I know. we don't have to worry about yeah. like, how many bats do we have, how many real baseballs, and how many gloves and all that stuff. You're yeah. definitely um, right. That's right. With yeah. Wiffle ball, yeah. With wiffle ball, you just need one wiffle ball and a plastic bat, and yeah. you're good to go. It so is, I but I, I got to admit, it's, it's still not the same when you crush a real baseball with that. Matt and I, I saw that bat, Matt, that green bat that we bought together, still my car. When you crush one and it goes flying, you don't get that ever in wiffle ball, really. So yeah. that's one thing. Well, you know, that's we'll just do the No Notes podcast first annual Home Run Derby at some home point. Home Run Derby. We do, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. Need to make like a little, some Have stuff from No Notes. I don't know, man. Matt, you got to come here first before we can even consider that. That's true. Hey, you just let me know when the home run derby is. I'll I'll fly in. All right, in man. All, you know, all right. Get the little suit on. You know, I'll be I'll be ready to <laughs> go. This. We thought you'd fly well, in for the BYU Most State game. And you still couldn't make it, but hey. Well, well, we'll have like a little we'll have like a little red carpet show before it happens too. Exactly. It'll be like the All Star game. I'm down. Exactly. I mean, we can, that'd I'm, be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Well, that's a good idea. Anyway, Sam, thanks for the little guest appearance. You know, pop up. Matt wasn't expecting that uh you joined way too late but that's whatever at least you came so that's thank right. you uh, yeah no problem man i'm glad to be here i so. will see you probably right after this episode because you're with me so all right thank sam's you. right across the room right? all right see you sam yep. peace so nice little segment there figured why not i don't know just a little pop-up you know so nba time now Yes, we're sir. already already we already spent almost 40 minutes on baseball, which Matt probably thought we'd spend 10 minutes on. But uh, let's get through this NBA stuff, man. Uh, do you want to go first? This was your topic. What, sure. what, what, what are we starting with? What well, we since since we have a lot less time, let's do one per thing. So one good, one bad, one good, one bad. But they have to be different. You and I can't have the same thing. Okay. I don't think you. I don't think you picked list, but Probably very similar. Yeah, maybe. I, I definitely did my research on this. I'll say that. Yeah. So, would you rather start off with sign signings or trades? Do trades because when I was thinking about it, the trades were there weren't very many. Okay. Compared to sign, there's, there was only off, a couple. Yeah. I'm gonna start off with my first bad trade. First bad trade. Okay. Yes. So, because we can only do one bad trade per person. Right. Of, right. Right. My right. bad trade. Bad trade. Okay. Timberwolves and Jazz. I knew that. I knew that was coming. With Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. and the Jazz. Oh my gosh. The Timberwolves overpaid. Oh my gosh. Overpaid for Gobert. Five first round picks. I believe they they're uh I think three are unprotected and two are swaps, I believe. I thought it was four, but maybe it is five. I don't know. Is it four? I know it was five first-round picks. So it could be four picks and then one swap. Anyways, it's five first-round picks. And then, after that, uh, you still give up Patrick Beverly. And who are the other two people they gave up? Uh, they gave up Walker Kessler, the guy they just drafted from Auburn, and then uh, Jared yeah. Vanderbilt. Yeah. It's like, you guys, like, yeah, you pushed the Grizzlies. I mean, you did six games. It really should have gone seven because Minnesota choked away like two leads, but they weren't that far behind. And then you go trade for Gobert when you already have Anthony Towns as your center. 
And here's the thing. During the playoffs, people love playing Gobert because he can't guard anything small. So, to me, I think that was an overpay for the Timberwolves. I think it kind of messes with their system. And I don't know how they're going to have any space on that floor. When you have two seven-footers in the paint or try to be in the paint, it's like, oof. So I actually think you I actually think you're wrong about that. But let me get into the trade real quick. Um, I definitely I knew that'd be probably your pick or at least one of your picks, popular pick. Um, and I was thinking about it, but I actually didn't have it as one of my two bad trades, surprisingly. I thought that it, I think it's an overpay unless they win a championship, which I don't know about that, but I do think it's an overpay. But I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad trade yet because, yes, they gave up a lot. Like I said, it's an overpay. But I, Carl Anthony Towns is, is more of a power forward. Uh, he's not a good defender. I mean, you, I think you you know, you said, well, where's the spacing? You know, he's the best big, big man shooter in this league, honestly. He just won the three-point contest. They're going to have him on the perimeter. Um, of course, on offense, it might be hard if he wants to drive, but he can shoot. But this is a defensive move because Cat is not a good defender at all, really. He's a really bad defender, not a great rebounder. Gobert's just going to be the bang guy. He's going to do all the dirty work down low. And I think we, we've – I know Rudy Gobert's offensive liabilities are there, and he gets clowned on, I think, too much for that because he's actually a really good player when it comes down to it. Down to it. His impact is really, really good. I don't think casual fans realize that. He's a really good defender gets a lot of rebounds. He affects a lot in terms of what they would want to do defensively. And he's got good field goal percentage because he's a good target at the rim. Now, of course, is this going to lead to playoff success? I don't know. He's obviously been exposed for his offensive liability and potential defensive liability on the perimeter when there's like switches, whatever. But even then, I think he does an okay job uh, guarding even on the perimeter. Um, so that's why I didn't put it as a bad trade. I think it's a, I, I'm on the fence about it. I'm not good, definitely, and I'm, but I'm not bad, if you know what I mean. So I'm on the fence. Got to see how it works out. It, it's similar. I heard the J.J. Reddick podcast, which I recommend you guys should really listen to sometimes. Great podcast. Um, he had Alex Crusoe on on his last show, and they talked about it. And Alex and Crusoe, it said it reminded him kind of of the Lakers championship team with, you know, JaVale, when they had JaVale McGee and Andre Drummond as the five and AD as the four, so that they handled the big bang and bruising, and AD was more the – but here's the thing, though. Offense. The reason I, I still think JaVale, he has an offensive game. I don't think, I think I think go, it's, it's, it's honestly. I don't know. To me, I think, it's, I think have, it's just I as good as. I would rather have JaVale McGee than. Right. Go I can understand. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd rather have Rudy Gobert. I think their offense is comparable. JaVale's not. Yeah. He's not really a shooter either. I, I, I don't know. I think it's a bad he, take. He's not. I just like the energy he gives. I don't know. I think we're just different on that. But anyways. So you're saying you'd rather have JaVale McGee than Rudy Gobert on a team? Yeah. That's uh, a really bold statement. Oh, man. I mean, if that's your that's your choosing, I'd, I'd do like him. But, like, if you're telling me, like, out of all the centers, right, like, right. like Dallas would love to have a Gobert. You know what I'm saying? Well, they got Dallas, McGee, so. But they got McGee, right? But that's where they went out and got him. Right. I think the Lakers would love to have Gobert because then Davis could be in the four spot, right? I think a lot of teams would love to have him. Me as a GM, I would not. I'd be like, I would be Danny Ainge and say, hey, what can I get for him? Oh, five first-rounders? Okay. Great. 
To, okay, so <laughs> if you're talking about the in terms of the like price between you know, then yeah, that makes sense. But do you mean if you meant just straight up, you can have either one. You're picking still Javale McGee over Gobert, all giving up aside and contract aside and picks aside. You really taking Javale McGee over Rudy Gobert? Because that is blasphemy if you do say yes. <laughs> Just saying. I understand in terms of price. I, I didn't know that's exactly what you meant, but you still might take McGee anyways, which that would be utterly insane. I don't know. I It depends on my team. Oh, I'll, my. I'll say that. It depends yeah, on my team. That's true. I mean, personally, I think Javel McGee is just a worse version of Rudy Gobert. That's all I'm saying. Their games, I say, are, depends their on, games depends are the same. Their game is the same. I don't know. That's just me. But anyways – What's your bad one? I can't believe you said that, man. <laughs> I really can't believe you said that. That's crazy. That's one of the craziest things you said on this podcast. Rudy Gobert, hey. you, you see, you're one of those casual fans who doesn't realize how good Rudy no, Gobert really is. No, I'm not is. a casual fan. You're you a, know I'm not a casual fan. You're an in-depth fan? Yes. And you really... Do you know I'm just saying, I'm just saying my personal... If I was a GM and I saw my team, does that make sense? Is, is Javelin getting better than Rudy Gobert? No. Okay. At least you, at least we got that then. <laughs> no, I was Javale, about to be Javale like Javale is not better, but would I prefer him over Gobert? Yes. Just because I like the way that Javale plays. I like his intensity. I like that he has a, a nice little touch. And he's a locker room guy. I like that. I think Gobert in that jazz locker room. Actually, I don't think it was Gobert. I think it's Mitchell who's the one doing all this crap with the jazz, but I, I just, I don't know. I see his leadership and all that kind of stuff. And I see JaVale as a leader, but anyways. <sighs> all right. Well, no, Gobert is definitely better. I mean, he has two defensive player of the year awards. So yeah, of course he's better. I'm not going to say JaVale is better than Gobert. There's a reason why Gobert gets paid a lot. I Probably too much. I <laughs> if you're not taking McGee, give me Gobert, and, and we're winning. We're beating you. That's all I know. <laughs> um, anyways, so my trade is is uh, it's a little bit of a because like I said, there hasn't been many. Um, I'm torn between two, but I'm gonna save one because I have one that's two sided. You know, for both teams. So this one, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. The Kings getting Kevin or the Hawks trading away Kevin uh, Herder. I think that's a bad trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they traded, yeah. they got Justin Holiday, Maurice Harkless, and a future first round pick, and that's it. And Herder's twenty three, and he's like six seven, really good shooter. I really don't know what they're thinking when they just trade for Dejounte Murray. Maybe they want more defense with like Justin Holiday, but like, wouldn't you want shooting still? Because Dejounte's not really a shooter that well. You have a, still a three a guy, a wing to space the floor. I, I really don't know what they were thinking with this trade that much. Yeah. Um, Cause he's only 23 and he's a really good shooter. He shot like 40% from three this past year, 46% from the field. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I don't see the vision for the Hawks. That's why I think it's a bad trade. I don't really know. Maybe they don't want to pay him. That's probably it. But like, I feel like they've got worse from this. I don't know. Justin holiday, Maurice Harkless. I don't know if they're going to do much, you know, I mean the future first round picks like, Whatever, I guess. I mean, you just trade away three to get DeJounte. So, I mean, one, one back. I don't know. I think it's a bad trade. That's just my thinking. So, a little bit under the radar there. I, I like Kevin Herter. I think he's a good player. I did, too. I mean, I know they have Bogdanovich still. Um, I'd rather maybe. take Herter than Bogdanovich, though. I think so, too. I really do. I, I really don't know why they – I think it's just they don't want to pay him, probably. Yeah. 
or they didn't think he's a good fit. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm generally we'll confused. See. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Do you, do you agree with me? I don't think that's a very oh. good trade. I don't understand that. I don't. Understand. We don't got to talk about this one as much as the other one, but yes. Right. All right. Well, good trades now. Okay. My good trade. I, I think I know where you're going to pick. The... <laughs> The Celtics. Oh yeah, I think it's the easily okay. the, the best trade. Yeah, by far. Celtics trading for Brogdon for basically scraps. Well, that I was gonna say the Pacers was on the bad end of that. Oh, oh, one hundred percent bad. I mean, so either it could have been bad or good depending on what we did. Right. So I mean, of course, I mean it's kind of like a winner and loser, but good trade for the Celtics. I mean, you get Brogdon for scraps like. You just went to the finals and you get Brogdon now, which means Brogdon, by the way, Brogdon, sorry, which means that that you can get smart back at the two instead of being a point guard, like, or he can be the backup point guard, whatever, you know, but I think he should be the backup point guard. Yeah. I think Mark Smart's a really good point guard. I don't think he should move to the two, but the thing is I love Peyton Pritchard. So I'd love to him for the backup point guard, but nah, I think you can let Pritchard go or have him not play. Brogdon's boy would be – I think Brogdon in the second unit would be really, really good. But then he could be a wing in crunch time still. Yeah, I don't know what the Pacers were thinking. Oh, Celtics my God. take a fat dub. <laughs> Daniel Tice, Aaron Naismith, and a 2023 20, first-round pick. Aaron Naismith, I know, was a lottery pick a few years ago, but he hasn't done anything. And the Celtics have so many picks anyways, it doesn't matter. But, like, Brogdon averaged, like, 19. What do you average? What do you average? He averaged 19, 5, and 6, and they trade him for that. And I'm like, that's like a – borderline all-star you just traded away for scraps celtic uh, they're just letting the celtics bro you know, if i was win the, the east again celtics, i'd be like oh okay what? sure like, like i guess we'll do it and then after i hung up the phone i'd just be like these guys are idiots why couldn't why couldn't we do that as the bucks i mean i guess we don't have the picks that they do but like you could have traded away grace and allen and something else and maybe gotten them for that price i mean they gave them or you could have just re-signed him when he wanted his money i i know i mean to be fair we did win a championship, so I, I'm, I can't be that mad about it because we did end up winning. But I was still mad when we let him go. Just Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, all right. Yeah, you knew that was coming. Unbelievable trade for the Celtics. A plus, 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 plus. Just what they needed. Fits perfect. Anyways, all right. My trade. My, and uh, also, side comment. I do have to say, Brog, Brogdon is a better shooter than Marcus Smart. And oh, 100%. Can create, and can create his own shots. So now you have three people who can create their own shot. Brown, Tatum, and Brogdon. I, I understand trading them away because you now you've got Halbert and you know you just drafted uh, Arizona Benedict. I forgot his last name from Arizona. Uh, Ma- Ma- Marthrin. Marthrin. Yeah. I just don't yeah. understand why you didn't trade him for like that, especially after the Gobert trade. Well, it might have been before that. I don't. Know it was for before sure. that, but but not the not before Dejounte Murray trade though. I can't believe they trade him for that cheap. Like you could have gotten more for him. I oh, for sure, I feel like right. Brogdon's only. 29. He's, He's still in his prime. He's still got like three years left. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Anyways, my next trade. Look, it was kind of hard to, to pick because there really weren't any many trades, but I'm going to go yeah. with the Spurs end of the DeJounte trade. Um, I they think got they, a lot. they got a lot. I think if you're going to rebuild, you got these three rookies coming in, you're getting all this stuff too. I think that's the way to do it. Um, I think they got great value for them. It's, it's similar to the Pelicans with the value out for Drew Holiday with the Bucks, you know, three yep. first round picks. I think Spurs did a good job of that. Um, the Hawks, I was potentially going to put it on bad. I'm not sure about the fit, but I didn't because 
I thought the Pacers were really bad, and then the Herder trade was even worse. So the Hawks, yeah. questionable. Let's just put it like that. I, I don't know about the fit. DeJounte's a ball-dominant guy, but so is Trey Young. So I just don't know because they both need the ball in their hands, and DeJounte's not an off-the-ball guy, and I don't think Trey wants to be an off-the-ball guy. Maybe he will because he's a great shooter, but I just don't know. Ego, man, I don't know if that's going to happen. Agreed. I don't know about the fit. That's just me. All right, we going to signings now? Yes, sir. What do you want to do, bad first or good? Do good first, and I'll let you go first. Well, let me go first. I have the pick here. Mm, okay, so I didn't count any of the extensions because I felt that was just cheap and not really oh, any research. Oh, yeah, like for me, I would say Booker's max. Like, yeah, Jokic, Jaws. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to do that. Like, that's, yeah. that doesn't count. You know, that's just yeah. – that doesn't mean I didn't I put didn't put any on the bad extensions, but not good because that's this. That, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's good. So yeah. these are all legit. And when you actually take away from the super maxes, there's not that much. No. Um, so I'm gonna go with um, Thomas Bryant to the Lakers. Hmm. Um, young young guy. He was actually with the Lakers to start his career. I didn't know that, but uh, he's coming off an injury. I know that. But he when oh, he was a the starter, one, uh, for the Wizards, right? Yeah, when he was a starter with them. Because I signed to like a one-year pretty cheap deal. I'm pulling it up now. All sports news clutch. Um, when they signed or uh, when he was a starter, he averaged 13 and 7. And let's be honest. Oh, he's, he's supposed to be healthy coming into this year. And the Lakers need a center. I think that's a good gamble for a one-year deal. And he's only – how old is he? 24. He's only 24. I think that's a really good signing by them. You throw in a, a body that you need at a position you need, and you got a young guy who has that kind of promise. He averaged 13 and seven as a starter. That's pretty solid. I know he's a little undersized, but you got AD as long as he stays healthy to make up for that. But I don't know. I like that. I like the Thomas Bryant signing. I don't know about how he's going to fit with Russell Westbrook, who's probably going to stay. But I think in terms of team need, I think it's a great signing. Great uh, value. Go for it. You know, I think the Lakers made some good moves. In a off season, uh, that's not Russell Westbrook. So I like the, I like that a lot. Was that one of your two? I'm guessing probably not. No, but I I did remember like now that you brought him up, I I thought he stuck with the Wizards. I thought he had two mm-hmm. years, not a one year contract. So I thought he stayed, but I did like him whenever he was playing. So I yeah, like I think that. he's a serviceable starter for sure. Oh yeah, he's got a chance to compete. So. My my signing I like we kind of already talked about, but I, I like JaVale going to the Mavs. Okay. I think he pairs up well with Luca. You know, athletic big, right. willing to hustle, will grab you rebounds. And the thing is he's not gonna he's not gonna jack around for the 20 minutes he has in the game. Like if you give him 20, 25 minutes, he's gonna give you good minutes. And, and I think he's an upgrade over Dwight Powell. If I'm being honest, I mean, granted. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, defensively, know. maybe not offensively, yeah. but defensively. yeah, offensively, no, but defensively, yes. I think and you can put Powell as a stretch four, honestly, maybe. That's true, and then I mean, Maxi Kleba is still there. Uh, that's you know, true. you know, Maxi Kleba, I guess, and, and uh, Bertans. Yeah, Bertans yeah. too. I think a lot of players say. Yeah, but I like it because it gives him that defensive presence. Yeah, they, they like better. that. They really like the defensive presence on the inside. So that's why I think that one is an underrated one. That I, I was really sad when the when he didn't resign with the Suns. I was like, freak. Well, he but, left. He left the team that beat them. 
I know. Which, by the way, I still don't know why the Suns, like, you know, DeAndre Ayton, who's back with the Suns, didn't take advantage of Dallas's not very big front court. Just saying. Didn't really play that well. But whatever. Anyways, Anyways <laughs> I, I just want to real quick, I'm just really curious. Just tell me real quick your other good signing. I just want to hear it. You don't have to go into detail, but just tell me. The other good signing that yeah. I liked? Yeah. Um, oh, freak, who was it? I'll tell you mine. Mine was uh, Bruce Brown in the Nuggets. Along with KCP, just wings. oh freak the Did wings. That, the... that was a trade, though. No, they signed Bruce Brown for agency. No, I'm saying KCP. Oh, was oh yeah, sorry. Well, Bruce Brown. Other otherwise, I would have taken him because I really like KCP. I think that was great. I just think but... the wings, the wings form was good. But what was your second oh. one? Uh, yeah, I dang it, KCP. Yeah, that was good. I was gonna pick him, but I remembered. Oh, he's in a trade, so he, even though he signed an extension. Right, I think right, right. two for 20, I think is what it was. Um, but I was like, oh, that's a, technically a trade. So I didn't really know what you'd consider that one as. But KCP, obviously, it's great. Um, I know Boban got traded. Who did he get traded to again? Right. That's who uh, the Mavs is. Oh, what's his face? The Rockets for Christian Wood. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, about that trade. Eh, whatever. Yeah. I- Oh, yeah, they um, got Christian Wood. He's their stretch for Now they have a ton of stretch fours, the Mavericks do. Cleva, yeah. Bertans, and Wood. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, the other signing I liked, um, I personally, I, I liked the Suns bringing back uh, Biombo. Out of all the ones you picked that? I mean, he's – eh. I, like, I, it's a good signing, but, like, that one, I wouldn't all, say all of them. That's <laughs> fine. We'll leave it at that. We I just can't remember that. the rest of the signings. If I'm going to be, on. I think I think most of my thought got but... traded, but yeah. All right, who bad signing. I already said uh, Bruce Brown to the Nuggets is my. Oh, okay, one. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought that was really good. Um, there was a couple others I liked. I mean, I liked. Um, nah, I won't get into detail. Uh, I did my research. I just looked at all sports news. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's really all I need. That, that's my go-to. I love them. Um, all right, bad signing. I'm going to go with the cat extension. I don't think he's worth that much. You, you know how much he got? Oh, let's see. Didn't he? He got, I think, the same extension as Booker. No, he got more. He got 12 more. No. I don't know if that's because he was a higher more. pick or not. Yeah, because Book got two, or 10 more. Sorry. He got four year two twenty four. Book got two hundred fourteen. Pat um, got two twenty four. Yeah, so what fifty something million a year? I don't think he's worth oh, it. Geez. That's why I say it's no, thank you. That's why I say it's a bad signing. Um, the Timberwolves are committed to this core though with Gobert. Now we'll see, but I think Carlton Towns got overpaid. I know he improved and he turned himself into a really good player, but like his defensive liabilities, don't, I don't think makes him worth that much alone. No, like, Book at least can hold his own he's not the best defender but he's gotten he a can, lot better he though. has he really has i don't think Crompton towns has and he's he could he should be able to rebound better for his size too but that's just me oh 100 right but yeah that's mine so what do you got what do you got but for bad i don't want to say the one i think we're both thinking of but uh, I wouldn't consider that one. I know what you're going to say. I wouldn't consider yeah. that because I guess it's not bad. Well, I guess. it's 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 difficult because it you consider it diff, uh, bad for a certain team. 
but then it's also bad for the other team, if you know what I mean. I know you're going with this. So. Yeah, okay. Um, golly, because I was going to be one of I, my – I got another one, man. I did my homework. I got my two right here. And it's, I know. Not, it's not a certain DeAndre Ayton, which um, you might end up picking. Oh, I know which one I don't like. I don't like the one that happened literally yesterday or two days ago. Are you on All Sports News as well? No. Oh, man, you should be. <laughs> what do you uh, – no. what is it? It's uh, James, it's James Harden. Oh yeah, James Harden. You, you don't like it? The, no, two years for I think was it sixty eight million? You got to be honest though. He, I mean, the only reason I can't say it's bad is because he opted out of what he could have made. I know he opted out what he could have made, which I believe was what thirty six or thirty seven. I thought it was like forty something. Forty. Okay, but then you're like getting thirty two. He say he, they're I saving fourteen million basically, which is actually a decent amount in this day. It's a decent amount, but I still don't think that like to me, based on what he played like and all that stuff. Yeah, I can understand that. I'd say, hey, I give you twenty five max. I can understand I mean, that. I can understand. I that. mean I would say twenty and here's the thing I like about soccer when it comes to this stuff. What they do is you can pay someone like a certain salary or whatever, but like the club that you get them from if they meet certain requirements, they get paid bonuses, right? Right. I think that should be for Harden as well. Hey, you get $25 million, but we'll sign you up to $32 million, but the $7 million extra is going to be bonuses, as in if you make weight, if you make an all-star team, right? I, I, I think those are – I would prefer that rather than a straight $32 million. You know what I'm saying? I, I that, hear what you're saying. That would be me. I'd say, hey – We'll sign you to fifty million plus. I just yeah bonuses if you make it. I can't consider it a bad trade only because of the pay cut, because of what he could have made. And while I don't think it's maybe the best, I can't put it in bad because he they got fourteen million cap now because of it. That is, is true. I'm just, coming I, from James Harden, I did not expect that. That's true. That. I just still, still, I just uh, right. you know what I'm saying. Let me tell you my other one just because it's fun. I, I think the Knicks overpaid for Jalen Brunson. Um, even though I rate him as my eighth best player, as you remember, that you disagreed with. Um, uh, great player. I just think that they overpaid for him. Uh, I don't really know how it helps them. Maybe they're getting Donovan Mitchell, but Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell, two small guards. I don't know, man. I think they overpaid, but it was rumored he was going to go there from, like, the start. So I, I don't know if the Knicks are going to get Donovan, TBH, but. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the Knicks are doing, bro. You know, Same. I'm surprised we didn't talk about KD. Is, is that going to be up on the next one? I think it needs to be. At it least might to be a degree. for episode at least 69. A, at least to a degree, right? Episode 69. Yeah. That's a big one. That'd be a good KD episode, right? That would be a good KD episode. Well, Matt, you hit us with the outro because we're, we're done here. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for watching the No Note podcast. I do want to shout out my guy, Howard, my Taiwanese friend. We talked basketball today. Um, so just nice. wanted to. Is he going to listen? Yes, his favorite player of all time, Tim Duncan. Big fundamental. Yeah, it's a good pick. Very good hey, pick. Good pick. And right now, uh, his favorite player, current player, is Kawhi Leonard. So good pick again. So, so is he is he one of a Spurs fan then? Is, is that he likes the Suns? He really likes the Suns. Is he a Spurs fan though? Because he's his dad team. is. Okay. Kawhi uh, Leonard. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Just wanted to shout him out. You know, thanks for everyone who listens. Um, once again, thanks for everyone who listened to the Liam. Lynch episode. Oh yeah. Um, on YouTube, I think we're at thirty or forty views. I think on that one. Oh man, I don't know. I believe so. Um, you know, the Connor one still somehow plus 
800 plus views. But anyways, you know, thanks for letting us be a part of your life, a part of your day. You know, this is a long episode, but hopefully it was very intriguing with baseball yeah. and basketball being talked about. And uh, Charles and I are excited for what's to come, and we should have a new video out on uh, on Monday for y'all. So for, without further ado, we'll see you guys Monday. Yep. Check us out on Apple, YouTube, Spotify. Wait, sorry, not Apple. Uh, it's broken. But Spotify and YouTube. All right, see you guys.